I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is the very horse Jordan Ferguson. And mine is Kayla McKinnon. I'm not horse at all. She's not horse at all, because she never started smoking, so she didn't quit. Nope. Because when you quit smoking, this is what your body does. But soon, it'll be great. <clears throat> yeah, the internet predicts like three months. Great! Three months of this. Three months. Hot damn. If you want to be here for all three months of my continual decline <laughs> into respiratory failure, a couple ways you can do that. First and foremost, soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. Give us a follow on there. You will be notified every time new episodes go live. If while you're there, you're like, I don't have time for this. I don't want to come here. No. I want to do this. I have things that require my attention. All, all kinds of things. So many things. I'm sure you do. But if you want to cut out that middleman, as it were, you'll notice a button on the SoundCloud page with a Telltale logo that will take you to Apple Podcasts. Not iTunes. It is not iTunes. Don't call it iTunes. You really want to, like, advertise how old you are? Keep calling it iTunes. Yeah. God. Watch watch the looks you get from people. Just, yeah. Yeah. You're old. What is iTunes? Just wait till a kid asks you what iTunes is. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll happen to you. Someone didn't know what MSN was the other day, and I nearly cried. What? Oh, my God. Like the story that they were shutting down AIM, and a bunch of kids were like, what's AIM? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we're old. The sound of a door shutting on <laughs> our relevance. <laughs> if, while you were at Apple Podcasts, you would like to tap a four or five star little icon to rate and review this show that would make us very happy it would we would love to get some reviews and some ratings because that means other people can find us puts us out there into the internet ethers as it were it makes it more likely that we show up in the if you like that listen to this fields of other podcasts in our wheelhouse but while you're there after you do that you can click subscribe and then once you do that you don't have to do anything else no uh a week from then a a breeze will pass through. On that breeze will ride. Brisk breeze. Will ride a a very small being, but with a large heart. <laughs> and that that person will be Sir Doctor Chauncey Frostelicus the Third. Esquire. Esquire. M D PMP. Oh, he's got his project management now. <laughs> yeah. God, he keeps busy. <laughs> he does. Education uh, is important for life. That is true. And he's lived a long, listen, elves live longer. They do. He's had more time to accomplish these things. Don't compare yourself to Chauncey. Don't feel bad about yourself comparing yourself to Chauncey's accomplishments. No. Or if he doesn't text you, say, because he's a busy guy. Not even on my fucking birthday. Anyway. Chauncey is more than happy to deliver you piping hot, fresh episodes of The Geek Down every week. Every week. Directly to your ear hole. Because he, like we said, he stays busy. He gets busy and he stays busy. I'm apologizing right now, friends, if you can hear the click clack of the lozenge across my teeth, because listen, it's rough today. He will not survive. (coughs) He will not survive if he does not have a lozenge in his mouth at all times. It's like, man, thank God my the hobby I love the most involves me talking into a microphone (laughs) for two hours every week. (sighs) It's all for the best, though. It is. It's for your health. 
It is for your health. <laughs> it's a good thing that you're doing. Let's do my Steve Rule. It's for your health. Um, Speaking of health. Yes. I'm trying to find a doctor oh, in Hamilton okay. who's a lady. It's really hard. Yeah. Well, A, there are not a lot of lady doctors. And B, not a lot of doctors are expe- ex- ex- accepting new patients. Really? Yeah. I was surprised at how, like, I come from a town where, like, it was just, like, regional lore that, like, no one is ever taking new patients. Right. And then I, like, went to a doctor's office and they were like, yeah, do you want to be your family doctor? I was like, what? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Sure. The problem is now he's like, way the fuck? One, it's been so long since I've seen him. He might not even be there anymore. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't up. tell me these Shut things. Shut up. <laughs> Two, he was way out at, like, the fucking, the mall on York University. Like... Look, I made Stuart Thursby pinky swear today that he was going to go to the dentist. Do not make me whip out the pinky swear for this. I've been to the dentist, though. Yeah, for the doctor, though. You know what I meant. Why is Stuart not going to the dentist? I don't know. That's a great question. Great question. It's just like, why is my stepdad not seeing a doctor in like five years? He had a quadruple bypass surgery. Because we're stupid men. That's why. Stupid men. Anyways. More more about stupid men in a minute. Anyway, if you have doctor (laughs) recommendations for Caitlin. Let me know. There are a few ways you can let her know. Um, Oh, yeah. We have all our socials where you can let me know. We do. Um, So even though I'm not really on it, you can come on down to Instagram at GeekdownPod. um, And you can just like post a picture i guess of a doctor's office (laughs) of a sign out front of a doctor's office that says accepting new patients only if it's a lady doctor though b you can come to twitter and again at geekdown pod be like here this doctor and tweet me the doctor go see at hamilton lady doctor yeah um then of course you can always email us Mm -hmm. at geekdownpod at gmail.com yeah um, and I'll be like, thank you forever for finding me a lady doctor. And then, oh, and they also have to have relatively good reviews. None of this, like, didn't listen to me, uh, didn't put my, my, my scans in, didn't get my blood work done, never got back to me bullshit, okay? None of that. It is rough in Hamilton. I think it's rough everywhere, because <clears throat> I've been seeing these everywhere. Are you on open care? That's how I found my bougie dentist. Oh, no. We'll, t- we'll talk off mic. Yeah. Open care. Shouts, off shouts off. to open care. Shouts for bringing, bringing Yondel into my life. <laughs> um, or if you, if you, hey, even Jordan, if you want to come to our, the Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash geek down pod and like post a link to open care. Just consider this like one of those, like, you know, they added the like recommendation functionality now yeah. on Facebook, which I really hate because just fucking use Google. Like yeah. Yelp has been around for like. 15 years yeah you just honestly you just this is what i tell people all the time uh you can just google it let me google that for you yeah consider this the geek downs you know color block white text looking for recommendations in hamilton yeah you can just for a doctor a lady doctor you can also just say hi for caitlin's lady parts no just because um male doctors have a tendency not to listen to women how dare you that's true. No. Um, and uh, if I do have to get lady parts checked out, I just I don't want to. I don't want it to be a dude. I know I'm very like old fashioned, but I really don't want it to be a dude. It was hard enough getting comfortable having a lady poke around down there. I was gonna say. Oh man, the first time she kept on being like, "Hey, Caitlin, you you gotta relax." I'm like, "I am relaxed." What are you talking about? She's like, "Well, you're very tense." Caitlin, you could crack a walnut with that thing right now. I'm gonna need you to loosen up. I need you to like take some deep breaths. I'm fine. 
Hurry it up. Get out of my hoo-ha, lady. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, fun times on the pod. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> you miss us yeah it's been it's missed been, you yeah well see you guys didn't miss us because you got us last week but jordan and i he was off i haven't seen each other he was on an adventure a birthday adventure was it an adventure i don't know i guess so you bought some amazing vinyl that's just like a given though well is it though it's just like <laughs> well yeah because i'm gonna go to detroit's hello records i'm always going to pick up some heat rocks as it were for really good price don't blow up the spot. Everybody who knows knows about Hello. but Yeah, this is not my fault. Yeah, uh, what, what did I say? What was my, my bank breaker? Uh, $8? Yeah. It was the most expensive record I bought. Though we know the best record you bought. <laughs> For $4. For $4. From Roy Ayer's Ubiquity. Star Booty. It's amazing. Everything about it is amazing. I'd seen Star Booty at Detroit People's Records and put it back. And it kind of low-key haunted me ever since. Because why wouldn't you buy a record called Star Booty? Right. But then I found it again. Then it came back to me. <laughs> and hello. And I said, hello, Star Booty. And he purchased um, it. And that's I how we got here. For $4. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're here. Uh, yeah. Trip back home. Good times. I mean, it wasn't a big to-do. <laughs> that's the story I have to tell. <laughs> So I leave here. My train was at five, uh, no, noonish. Train was at twelve fifteen or so. That's not bad. Um, and I left myself ample time to leave. Right. And I'm waiting at King Street for the streetcar. Yeah. And it seems to be taking a bit. I got the app open and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, it's there. It's at it's at Queen and Ronsi. Oh, it's not coming down King Street. Oh, it's diverting. No cars are coming down King Street right now. Because there's been some sort of collision oh, on no. the streetcar. So I drag my shit all the way back up to Queen Street, get on a king car on Queen Street, which is then slowed because at every stop, people are getting on and going, uh, is this a what? Like, what? Streetcars are very clearly labeled. They are. If you've ever ridden a streetcar in this city, you can look at it and see 504 King. You know where it's going. If you're on queen street and you see a 504 king it's probably not going where you need to go no it's pretty it's they're well labeled so don't get on the streetcar talk to the dude for two minutes this is all just cumulatively adding to my commute yes and then we hit king street construction and i'm left i'm about four blocks away from union with 20 minutes to get there Ooh. oh so i'm like fuck me i just got to get off this thing i'm gonna miss my fucking train um, which I've never done. So I just get off at the, like Blue Jays way or something. And I'm just, I'm hustling. I'm just brisk pace walking. And like, if you're in my way, you're getting run over. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not weaving for you bad enough. I'm dragging my suit, you know, the two wheel suitcase. So it's like a bobbing from wheel to wheel. <laughs> if it's not, you know, if it didn't hit the ground flush, it's like burr, 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 bobbing. And the best part in the interest of comfort, yeah. your man's didn't wear his belt. Oh no! Because he had to sit for four hours. You got to sit for four hours Dude, on that train. Pull, you have like side chafe. So I'm dragging this thing, trying to keep it from colliding. You know, kneecapping some Bay Street bro <laughs> on my way to the train station, while simultaneously keeping my pants on my ass because they are just coming off. I make it. I almost have a fucking heart attack in the process, but I make it there, and then I meet up with Mr. Malosh, and uh, we go to the homie Greg's, and oh, I held a baby. <gasps> oh my gosh! Forgot to take a photo, but yes, I did. Oh, I held a baby. You held a baby. Held him for a long time too. Oh, 
you suck. He's real chill. Suck. He's real cute too. No. Go to hell. Hugest cheeks. Go to hell. He has eyebrows too. Apparently, apparently, babies don't have eyebrows that often. No, what I was told. No, they don't. Or they're very, very faint. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got like full on eyebrows, which makes him look very pensive and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just always has furrowed brow. And I'm, hmm. Um, and we had Lebanese food at uh, Uncle Greg's house, Uncle G. And then I went home to the parents, and system crashed. And then yeah, that was and then actual birthday. Uh, I met up with Mr. Malash. Took the day off work, as said, and we just like got some grub at some place in town. Town being Amherstburg, went back to his house, hung out till shoes got had to be picked up from daycare, and then shoes came over and I hung out with a toddler. Didn't hold a toddler. Uh, you missed a perfectly good opportunity did, to hold a toddler. <laughs> Listen, this is the only toddler I would spend any time with. Toddlers, I lose interest at around eighteen months, but. Like at one point, he, he has a teepee in his play area. <gasps> Amazing. And he gets in the teepee and we're just chatting to, with Jeff and his wife. I'm just here from the teepee like, in. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're in the teepee. And he like, looks at me. He's like, no, in. <laughs> like, oh, I have to go in the teepee. <laughs> All right. So I just got in the teepee and lie there. And he played with his book and punched me in the stomach. And, <laughs> um, that looked the best birthday <laughs> ever. And then went back to the parents' house and had mom's lasagna. Whew. You showed me a picture that looked amazing. Mom's lasagna, <laughs> the hundred dollar lasagna, because um, apparently they went to like the Italian grocery store oh. in town, which was like got their sauce and their pork and veal or whatever, and like simmered it like all day in the slow cooker. Yeah, cat didn't like it. <gasps> really? I thought it maybe tasted a little salty, but I just attributed that to being like you know Nona's. Yeah, Nona's style. Um, no, she wasn't feeling it. They threw it all out. No, they did not. They did. <laughs> And then Bob Moore. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and just did it again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> while, I was at, while I was hanging with Jeff in the afternoon. Uh, it was awesome. It's like it had five cheeses in it. Five. Five cheeses? Look at all them cheeses you couldn't have. Oh, my gosh. One, God. two, three, four, five. <laughs> Goat, ricotta, mozzarella. Oh, my gosh. I love ricotta and mozzarella. All the cheeses that Caitlin can't have. Um, I just really want to eat a ball of mozzarella. Now. And instead of like going and getting that like grocer's freezer garlic bread. Yeah. Dad went to Little Caesars and got like, crazy bread. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, this is amazing. The problem is my entire family got that itis by like seven o'clock. There was no candles. There were no candles. There was no singing. Was out by like eight o'clock. Sleep. Well, you got lasagna. Didn't you? Didn't I, eat cake. Didn't eat cake. And it wasn't even cake. It was two pies. I was like, what, what kind of pie do you like? I was like, I like coconut cream. I like banana cream. It's like, well, which kind of pie do you want? I'm like, can we not have both? <laughs> is there a problem? So, I don't understand why I need to choose in this matter. So we got both. And we did, I had cake for breakfast. I had pie for breakfast. That's amazing. That's the best breakfast. Woke up day after my birthday, 40 years old, pie for breakfast. You're living the life, Jordan. That day, I hung out at the crib and finally put in the work on Ultimate City Pop Volume 1. Woo! It's really just what I wanted to do. It's on my Mixcloud. There's a link on the Twitter. You should go listen to it. Because I can't make a playlist for you on Spotify of this stuff because it doesn't exist on Spotify. Because they suck. They do suck, but it's there on Mixcloud for you. Two hours, y'all. I listened to it at work. It was amazing. I was surprised it was that long, but it was, so hooray. Um, and then I went out with a very swoon-worthy friend that evening, and we went for pho. 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 I don't really like pho. Can't spell fun without pho. <laughs> Can't spell pho without pho. Um, I really enjoy the fact that, you know, my, my, 
my fat eating and things of that sort. Like I'm the guy who I'm the kid who grew up surgically like removing fat from his yep. ham and steak. Mm-hmm. So now <laughs> I like to go for fun. It's like, yeah, can I get the trite, please? <laughs> to it up, my father would be horrified. Um, and then we went to some some local in the Windsor area. I think it was called the Orwell. Um, is what you would expect. Had some decent craft beers on tap, but it's like, hey, there's a dude with a ponytail playing Wheat Kings <laughs> on an acoustic. I mean, you pretty much had to, right? Like, yeah. Rest in peace, Gord. And then, yeah, Saturday. Saturday was the big end. Saturday, Mr. Malash, Uncle G, and your mans went off to uh, Detroit. Went to the Motown Museum, which was far more interesting and fun than I was expecting. Uh, I expected it to be good, but right. it, was, it was real fun. Um, so it's basically a house. That's pretty cool. It's a house that like they recorded in the garage, and they've left the garage exactly like how they recorded. Oh my gosh, and, that's amazing! Like, but put up a couple photos, so you can be like, "Yeah, Diana Ross was like in standing this garage. right here, and there's the control room behind her, like that's amazing. which is that control room right over there." And you can, be, "Oh yeah, that's the control room." Like Barry Gordy's apartment, it was like two houses. Like he slow Barry Gordy slowly bought up all the houses along West Grand in Detroit, right? So like Hitsville, USA, that was the first house, and then he bought the house next to it, and then he would consistently bought houses along the street until eventually they just had to move to like an office building. But there's like a bridge between the two houses. And that was like Barry Gordy's apartment, like where he lived. And they left that there. You saw like the kitchen table with a bunch of 45s that like people were mailing out to radio. People would mail out to radio stations or that's so cool. Um, and like in the museum, museum part, I guess it changes a bunch of times, but this was, um, when we were there, it was a bit about the Jackson five, like TV show. Right. So they had like these like basketball uniforms that they wore on the TV show. Uh, Mike's hat and glove was there. Got a little verklempt <gasps> about that. Not wow. going to lie. And uh, yeah. And then they had you like, you know, sing in the garage. They had everybody sing. Tour guide. Very enthusiastic. Yeah. Borderline shucking and jiving. But it's not my, <laughs> it's not my place to say. Hmm. She definitely made the tour. Love Marvin Gaye. Yeah. And then after that, we ducked over to Hello Records and got our got our quick dig in. You would have been so amazed. I had like sixty dollars worth of records in my hand, and I skimmed that fucker down to like, wow, to like uh, twenty five, twenty five thirty. It's like when I go into Dollarama. <laughs> you have to skim down from Dollarama. Oh yeah. You're like, oh, I need all these jars. <laughs> it's it's bad. There's like witches fighting over jars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, witches love mason jars. Okay. Apparently. Um, yeah. And then we got food nearby Corktown area of Detroit. Um, oh, the, the cool thing about record digging is my friend Greg is so like low key about it. Mm-hmm. Like me and Jeff are like in the middle aisle with our piles on the bins. Like, okay, let's talk about this. Like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> do you really need that? Do I really need this? How much is that? Can you find it somewhere else? Have you seen it on Discogs? What's it go for on Discogs? <laughs> Great. Well, Greg is just like low key going around. The bins just picking out like four or five records. It's been like twenty bucks, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then we leave. And it's like, Greg, what did you even get? Like, you... <laughs> I know everything Jeff got. Jeff spent, and then Jeff went in, right? <laughs> Which is weird because he lives there, so he can go basically whenever he wants. But it's probably um, not as much fun if it's not with you, <laughs> without without the two of us obsessing over. <laughs> is this in good shape? I've seen it in other places with without the ding, <laughs> um, without the scratch. Yeah. Hey, yeah, then we did, then we got some food. Where did we go? The Mercury Bar. This is a burger joint type thing. Um, also had garlic fries. Man, you were just, with all the garlic, you, I'm surprised you're not, you know, your throat's acting up. Right. 
garlic fries are the jam. And uh, yeah, then I hung out with the fam on Sunday morning and went for my train an hour early because I can't fucking read apparently. <laughs> and came home and mercifully did not have to work that night. That's amazing. And that was my trip to Windsor. It was a good time. Thank you to everybody who dropped a line via text or Facebooks. Although I didn't really. I'm back on Facebook, kind of. Kind of, but not. I just took a really good photo when I was in Detroit, and I wanted to make it my profile photo. <laughs> or by email, like yours truly. Which apparently is a tradition I didn't even know we had. I don't know how you don't know this. So, like, every <laughs> the year. the most married couple we've ever said. <laughs> every year, and, like, from when we started to become friends, I would, like, I think it started the first time, or maybe the second time, like, second year we were friends, where... Something was going on all day, but I managed to like squeeze in an email to you at like eleven fifty, and you were like, "You were so close to being on my shit list." Friendship would have been fucking over. Yeah, and then the year after, I did it again. You deliberately waited. Well, no, I I did it again. It, it was later, right? Just in the day, it wasn't as quite quite as late, but it was later in the day, mm. and you're like again so close. <laughs> and then the year after that, I think I didn't make it on your birthday. Uh-oh. But I like. Sent you like an awesome email, and you're like, okay, this makes up for it. Um, and then this year, I like waited, and you were like, what the hell is going on? Where's my, where's my happy birthday? Basically, and I was like, it's I am working on it right this second. I waited purposely because we have a tradition of me being really late. She also so, sends yeah. me uh, photos of things that look like me, apparently <laughs> that look grumpy. Something my mother greatly enjoyed. <laughs> There was a potato in there, especially. That seemed to be the consensus that the potato was the most, bore the uh, most similarity. So good. Uh, the first year I sent you cats that were grumpy. <laughs> and then the second year, I think I sent you, um, I sent you babies that were grumpy. And then I've sent you objects a couple times. I dig back in the archives for those. Well, how, how have you been? What did you do with your week off? I'm good. I, one weekend I stayed at home and slept. It was awesome. Yes. It was so good. And then, um, well, for those of you who don't know or glossed over it because it's kind of boring, uh, I work at a college. And right now in Ontario, all of the Ontario colleges are on strike. But that's not my the union I'm part of. It's the faculty union. So all of the teachers are on strike. So let's just say... It feels, when I go to work and I'm there for my eight hours or whatever, it feels as though there was a mass evacuation because of some kind of nuclear disaster and they forgot <laughs> about us. That's how it feels. Exactly. You're a Rick waking up from the coma just like... <laughs> yeah. Like, where is everyone? Why Why? Why is this thing melted over here? <laughs> why is there uh, a tank in the middle of the quad? Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's really weird and kind of eerie. And anytime someone comes in the door, I like have a minor heart attack. Because I'm like, who are you? Why are you here? I get really mad at them. She's been chilling out in her robe and no pants. She's <laughs> just like, what? Well, I was making tea. I, at around 2 o'clock, I make tea. Um, it's tea time. And I have like a couple biscuits Super. usually. Um, and I was in the back. And... I can't when I you're in the back of of our office there's like a ton of cubicles in the way and you can't you can hear the door open and you can see it open but you can't see who's walked in. Mm-hmm. So there was this sound of the door opening and closing. Um and I hadn't seen anyone in hours at this point. And so you know I walk down and I'm like hello and there doesn't seem to be any anybody there and 
And then from like behind to the side, someone goes, hello. And I had like this minor stroke and it was a student and he was just looking for someone because I wasn't right at the front. Mm. I, and I, I think I like gasped, like fell a bit. I was like, <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, what are you doing here? Why are what? he's like, I'm a, I'm a student. I'm like, exactly. Why yeah, are you keener? Here? What are you doing here, nerd? Um, and he's like, oh, I'm just here to speak to some, this person. And I was like, okay. Oh, like, let me wait for my heart to settle. Um, so, yeah, it's been weird. Um, but again, lots of work done, which is good. Um, this weekend, I was at a wedding, which was fabulous. And very important, mm-hmm. two very important things. Okay. First one, I got another dress. Oh, in addition? Yeah. So we have I a have, second wedding dress. I have this one black dress that I bought. Function dress. Like four years ago, maybe four and a half. Um and it's one of the most expensive things I've ever purchased uh, clothing wise. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to wear this dress to every single event <laughs> I go to. However, because of Facebook and pictures, <laughs> it's people now know the dress. <laughs> people now know the dress. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it's kind of funny, but everyone's like, those pictures look really similar because your hair is different. And I'm like, yep, that's because it's the same dress over and over again at least three times a year. Um, so I decided to get another dress. It is also black and also makes me look amazing. So we're good. I got it on Amazon for 30 bucks. Built for twerking? Really helps you get your twerk on? Uh, maybe some spinning. Spinning? Yeah. Interesting. Not, not twerking. Spinning is like the 1940s version of twerking. <laughs> Oh, sorry, the white 1940s. Caitlin McKinnon, captain of the, the Atlanta spin team. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my weekend. And then I got to see my friend Stuart Thursby, and I got to see my friend Deirdre, and now I'm here. And know what today is? Oh, I know what today is. Today is D-Day. <laughs> Guess who's getting the big D after we record this? That kid over there and this kid right here. Yeah, I'm very excited to put the D in me. <laughs> D's for everyone. If you're not on that Instagram... You're probably you're going to miss the Insta Live that we're going to be doing from the restaurant while we're there. Or uh, we should say, because of course this is in the past, you will have missed the Insta Live. Yes, you you will have missed it, but we'll try to make sure we get some photos in there as well. This is another birthday esque function for me and Kate and lead Brown correspondent Kaim Dar. Yeah, it's coming as well. And yeah, big D's and garlic fries. Super excited and cookie pie. Oh, she's she's confirmed to the cookie pie. All right. Are you kidding me? Cookie pie. Yes, absolutely. It's a pie and it's a cookie. What is it, wrong it, with you? It is. And you can eat it all. Yeah. Because it's vegan. Vegan. I'm very excited. Still give you a heart attack. But uh, what do we have news-wise? Um, I have like two tiny bits of news that I find interesting. Well, I have something on my soul, so let's do this first. Okay. Let me get some Pocky here. All right. I'm a Pocky too. I was thinking about this, and Kate doesn't know I'm going to get into this. But I feel we did not give enough talk to the Weinstein story. Oh, okay. There was a lot going on that week. Mm-hmm. Just kind of glossed over all of it. And in the two hours that I spend on Facebook every day, mm-hmm. every day, every week, at that point, doing the show promo, that happened to be the Me Too Day. Right. That was hashtag Me Too if you missed it, where everyone in your life, everyone you know, posted either just Me Too, mm-hmm. meaning yes, they have had some form of harassment or assault perpetuated on them, or they actually, you know, told their stories. And for a lot of the people on my feed, they were actually telling their stories. 
real upsetting. Oh, yeah. Real upsetting thing to read. And as a dude, it makes you think about times in your life where you probably perpetuated that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to lie. I ain't, I'm not a fucking saint. I've done some stupid shit mm-hmm. to ladies in my life, either because I was thought I was being some sort of charming rogue or just didn't take myself seriously because who would ever take this seriously? Look at me. I'm obviously joking. Right. Never with anyone I just met. Right. Never with a stranger. Never really with anyone I had any sort of power dynamic over. But still to make it good. Mm-mm. And I haven't done it. It's been years since I did anything that I can think of that would qualify as that. And I think it's really important for dudes to be looking at that in their life. Because I think like, you know, when you get hit by all this stuff. Mm-hmm. All these, you know, women you care about talking about, oh, yeah, here's the dude who, like, hugged me when I was, you know, 19 and he was 25 and I could clearly feel his erection. Or the shop teacher who would repeatedly brush sawdust off of me when I was, Ugh. you know, 12. Ugh. Shit like that. Um, on the one hand, you can be like, well, I didn't do this shit, so why am I getting yelled at? Which is the same thing I give my mother bullshit about when we talk about Black Lives Matter. where She's like, I don't do this, so it right. doesn't affect me. I feel like for a lot of dudes, we kind of have the same mindset as a lot of old white people where it's like old white people are like, I don't drop N-bombs or, you know, cross the street when I see a black person. But if you immediately think a cop who shoots an unarmed black man or woman or person of color is, well, obviously they were doing something wrong. Yeah. It's the same thing as being a dude and thinking, well, I haven't raped anybody. I've never hit a woman. Right. So why am I getting yelled at? Still, that's the extent of our, like, respect conversations we've had growing up. And I was just thinking, like, you know, all all my friends are raising sons right now. Right. But across the board, all my friends have sons. And it's not my place to say what type of conversations they should have with them when when those moments occur. But I think it's something we need to be more cognizant of. That just, like, yeah, no, I never raped anybody. I never... So smacked a woman, but, you know, maybe I looked a little too long at a lady on the streetcar because I thought she was attractive and she looked up and I smiled and I thought I was being charming. And maybe I'm the ninth fucking person to do that to her that day. And mm-hmm. I, on the one hand, I can empathize with the dudes who are like, who's just trying to be nice? Yeah. And so was I in those instances. But you still need to realize that, like, in those moments, like, A, you can choose not to. Or... If it's clearly not being met favorably, cash it in. And Or if someone smiles back, it is not an invitation to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to go home. I got my earphones on. I'm reading a good book. I look up. You smile at me. I'm a play person. I smile back. I actually smile at everyone. It's a problem. Um, people I should not smile at. <laughs> But I never not want to smile just because I'm worried that someone's going to start talking to me and, like, ask for my number and it's going to be super awkward. Or the reverse where you don't smile and a dude flips on some, like, you're too good to smile back, bitch. Oh, yeah. I've gotten that. Which happens as well. What? Just because that doesn't uh, – that is not a reaction I would ever have or seems, like, so foreign to me mm-hmm. doesn't mean it doesn't happen no. to all the women in my life that I care about. Um, And, I mean – Listen, real talk, if you want to do the whole thing that, you know, toxic masculinity dudes love to do. I got my own me two stories I can tell, but they ain't fucking relevant to this, you know, discussion. No. 
So yeah, I just feel like, listen, the, the shit's uncomfortable, dudes. I get it. And you feel attacked immediately and you want to be like, uh, I'm not doing anything, so leave me alone. But people are doing things all the time and we, we need to all fucking, as dudes, wise up. And Also, what's really difficult is when men that you love in your life, whoever they may be, when they... And this is such a, it's, it's so indicative of, of the old culture and mm-hmm. society when they say that like specifically this, all, all the women who accuse Bill Cosby, they couldn't all have been assaulted or they, or that seems ridiculous that, that they, it's all a conspiracy mm-hmm. and you're just like, What? This person who I love and like has has been part of my life for ages and everything, and they say something like that, and they're of a, a much older generation, and you're just like, "What is going on?" Right? It's that weird balance as well. And some people are like, "Just oh, just cut them out of your life," but sometimes you can't. So it's like not always that easy. Also, what would be great is the tools <laughs> to be like. Here, for instance, I love the. There's two. There's um, there's the T. Um, it's like how you how you mm, the consent thing. The, yeah, tea. how you get people to understand consent consent through talking about T. I love stuff like that. Right? Yes, it's funny, but it also makes a really good. They might want tea at first, and then you make them tea, and then they decide they don't want tea. You might be a little irritated that you went to the trouble to make all the tea. You still shouldn't pour the tea into their mouth. Right? Or if they're like unconscious and if they're unconscious, they do not want tea. So I just love that. Um, I love tools like that. And I wish there were more to like how to talk to about, talk to old people about <laughs> uh, like sexism, misogyny and racism. Like <laughs> here are these tools to help talk to whether it's your parents or extended family or family friends. It doesn't matter who it is. There has to be like tools to to talk to people, because because uh, trying to explain it all on your own sometimes is a little too much. And it shouldn't fall to all of the women in your life. I guess that's one of the point I'm trying to make is don't expect the women in your life to do your homework for you, dudes. Yeah, you gotta do it yourself. Yeah, I guess that's just what I wanted to put out there is like it's not just you know. Because you haven't hit a woman or you're not having grabbed some stranger's ass doesn't mean you're not a part of it or you're not contributing to someone else's bad day, even if you don't mean to. Um, just be aware. So just hey. try to do – I'm not going to – you're not going to fix it. I'm going to fuck up. I might get you – know, I might get – have a couple drinks and get too familiar with a friend and make some stupid comment like uh, – Here. Let's put it this way. If I have to constantly be aware of – like my surroundings because I might get raped and murdered at any moment. You should be constantly aware of you're being a dick. And that was, I mean, <laughs> raped and murdered. That was another thing I was like conscious of recently. Um, when I went to go see, it's the weekend we didn't record, but yeah. I wasn't leaving till Sunday. So on Saturday I went to go see the homie. Yeah. Homie Hisa. Homie Hisa. Didn't buy anything. Just listen to stuff. See some record. Mm-hmm. Like Hisa, why is it so expensive? And Hisa's like, you should have come two years ago. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Hisa. It doesn't help. Um, anyway, didn't buy anything. Just made my way home and get off the streetcar. There's a young blonde who gets off. Same stop. Okay. Now we're going the same way. Yeah. 
And as we're going, I'm starting to think she might even leave him live in my building, but nobody in the building really knows anybody. Right. So I slowed my pace. Yeah. Then let her move on ahead. Get out ahead. Yeah. Round the corner before I did type of thing. People might hear that and go, well, that's stupid. Why would you do that? It's like, because if she don't know who the fuck I am and suddenly there's some huge dude, I'm not in a rush. I don't have anywhere to be. And it, yeah. if it means she's not going to be like, cool, I'm not getting followed by some dude. You can choose to be like, well, why would she ever fucking think that of me just because I'm a, just what, just because I'm a man? Yeah. Yeah, she you're, would. Because there's a million reasons why she would think that. As Louis C.K. said, you're a shark bear. <laughs> <laughs> you're a shark bear. All of you are shark bears. Maybe you're like the nicest shark bears ever, but you're still shark bears, right? <laughs> she don't know that. Yeah. So it costs you nothing to uh, tie your shoe and give her an extra, you know, 15 paces yeah. to round the corner, get into the building ahead of you What to make her day a little less awful. Yeah. Yeah. Be aware. That's just the type of shit I was thinking about. And yeah, the more the more that shit popped up I, in the wake of Weinstein, I was like, man, we really didn't give that as... Well, one of the reasons is because, as I always say, <coughs> when people are like, oh, wow, this is it's crazy, right? All of this is happening. I'm like, no, not at all. Like, in every industry, there is sexual assault and harassment and abuse of power and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, some people seem really surprised. I'm like, why are you surprised? Really? Um, uh, industry that um, looks for young, gorgeous, mm-hmm. vulnerable women has an issue with sexual assault and an abuse of power. What? You don't say. Yeah. So I just, and we, and I just think there's so much of it right now which is great i just didn't think i could add anything of importance but i think your point was very good i just that's what i kept coming around to is like you know not not to say my all my friends are going to do a terrible job getting this across to their kids but like we are at an age where we have to consider that as a side note to this conversation Mm -hmm. and about teaching boys like what not to do um Kenya has a uh, super unique approach to rape prevention um, where they actually they teach women or girls how to like defend themselves and no means no. But they also teach the boys about not sexually assaulting women. And it's been unbelievably um, good and works unbelievably well, and it should be in all the schools everywhere, all over the world. And that's that. There was like a not a meme, but like a tweet going around the past couple of weeks where it's like, whether it's like when we talk about patriarchy or rape culture or whatever, like this is what we're talking about, where the headlines are always like women attacked, yeah, or woman attacked in park, yeah, not man attacks woman in park. Yes, and uh, another part of it is. Um, so they do certain like group like chants. Uh, one of them is I'm not going to be a bystander. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to step in and help where I can because that's a huge problem as well. Is the is not calling other people out when you know what's going on. And I guess that's the that's the main takeaway that I'm trying to leave y'all with as I reckon with it myself is just like. I just like I said, you, just because you're not doing X, Y, Z, and you can tick those boxes for yourself, good for you. 
you're a base basic decent human being but like take a step back and try to recognize the things you do that still are harmful in its way like case in point when i will always reckon with women woman in a nice pair of pants is not walking the streets strictly for my enjoyment no she enjoys i might enjoy i might enjoy it but that's not what she's there for nope caitlin is always so i'm always taken aback at caitlin being alarmed sometimes when when i'm like yeah this chick had a great ass caitlin be like really like that's it's like, you understand we all do this, right? <laughs> she's like, she's like, and you understand that's not good, right? I'm, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, what? What do you mean? What? It ain't great. <laughs> and it's going to be a dark night of the soul for many of y'all penises out there. But Yep. And men hate it. Man, do they? Wow. Dudes are the worst. I'm, I'm not perfect by any means, but like, I at least got fucking that going for me. Where like, you're not the worst. I would never, I'd never be like, but you too good to smile, bitch. Like, yeah. How you go for to that is just not something I will ever understand. Anyway, nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. Woo. <laughs> Forgot about that's why we're here. Kate, oh, did one any, of the reasons. Did anything happen in the past two weeks? Yeah. There, um, there's important news uh, about the Shazam movie. Oh, right. Yes. Um, which, for those of you who do not remember, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is playing Black Adam, which is Shazam's probably best known enemy. Antagonist. Yes, antagonist. He's a mirror character. Every good superhero needs one. Yeah. Um, Pardon the crackling Caitlin Bob Hockey. It was a big mistake. It, it's delicious. And it's probably going to make me super sick. But it's fine. Um, it is. So Shazam has been, uh, has been cast. It's Zachary Levi from Chuck play the title character weird choice weird choice the, the, now that i'm looking at his i look like at he's his playing picture. billy batson or actually shazam captain marvel uh, actually shazam weird yeah is he is he gonna pratt is he pratting on us he might be pratting on us is he gonna get mad swollen i don't know I, six look, months? I, I, t- I went back and i was like i don't remember him like it, obviously chuck the character is very geeky i was like i don't remember him being like shazam right so i took a look at him and i was like yeah i can see it all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh. My chest cavity. Hurts. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, he's not part of the posse. But I mean, uh, we, haven't, we haven't checked in on the posse in a long ass time. Posse's changed up. We'll talk about it next episode. Oh um, my god! There's been changes to the posse. Updates. Updates. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was like, yeah, if he if he prats on us, they also obviously are going to go with a much like funnier. Uh, Shazam. Yes. Um, and uh, it might be good. Hope it goes well for you, DC, because you're about to lose all that Wonder Woman goodwill with this Justice League movie by the looks of it. But. Oh, yeah. Um, then, a very important, Mark Hamill is amazing. And in an upcoming episode of Justice League, episode 14 of Justice League Action, which I haven't checked in on at all. Okay. He is playing himself. This is voice acting. He's playing himself, the Joker, and the trickster, which is just amazing. So, if you people who don't know, I thought he retired from the Joker. That's they say this all the they time. They said Arkham City was going to be his last go as the Joker. Well, apparently not. Apparently, somebody likes money. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so, people who don't know, the trickster is a Joker-like villain um, that is mostly in the Flash comics and Flash universe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when they did a live action flash TV show from, I think it was the nineties. Yeah. Um, he played the trickster. Oh, did he? Yes. And then in justice league, he voiced the trickster. Um, so it's kind of cool that he's, he's back at it. That Mark Hamill. That Mark Hamill. So good. Um, and then of course there, he's got, uh, so, he's got something else coming out this soon, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, mm. it's just a little movie called, uh, the last Jedi. Oh, Star Wars, is that the last? La- is that the last one they're going to do? Or? No, no, it's not. Oh. Guess what I had waiting in my work cubby when I got home? What a Star Wars black action figure. Oh, of just guess, just guess who it was. Is it like my favorite? Is it Ray? No, no. Who is? I don't know. Who's a complicated man and nobody understands him because he's a tactical master. <laughs> Thrawn. Oh my God, Thrawn. <laughs> I, what I really want. I came back to discover that in my cubby <laughs> and the announcement that Timothy Zahn is writing another book about Thrawn. Oh, really? He's going to meet Vader. <gasps> well, yeah, we've been seeing that coming. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not rolling deep on the Thrawn message so, boards. So, well, no, that's like in the novels. Like just, it's just leading like, to this. Just like, no. Oh, just God. Like, do, you know anything, do you know anything about Thrawn? Thrawn? No, that's the point. I don't even know how to say his name. Thrawn. Um, Thrawn has a best friend. That's what I really want to know about in the next novel. Sean? It's not Sean. Sean? No. LeBron? No. <laughs> no. That would be amazing. LeBron is a great space name. <laughs> uh, Thrawn started as an equipment manager for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He named <laughs> his best friend LeBron. No, his best friend who he like pulls up in through the ranks with him um, and is now some ambassador to wherever. Um, I just want to know what happens with the best friend. He's going to betray him, obviously. <gasps> no, don't say that. He's his bestie. Super bestie. Thrawn can't have a bestie, though. Yeah, he can. A bestie gets in the way of his his strategic goals. No, his bestie is part of his strategic <clears throat> goals. Even better. Don't you dare say he'll betray him. I'll cry. <laughs> don't you dare be smirch Thrawn. <laughs> um, that's awesome. What did you do with this action figure? I deposited it in another receptacle in <laughs> front of the person who <laughs> left it for me. Ah. <laughs> buy it for him. He just wanted me to know we got it in at work. Uh, good times. With a post-it note on it that said, see, I'm kind of a big deal. Cause he got, my coworker got really mad one day when I, when I suggested that if you asked 50 people what race Thrawn was, one of them would know the answer. I do know. It's just, yeah. And I know that too, only because of you. Um, also, uh, <laughs> his, that's what his best friend is. The ambassador to, to just, the place is called Chiss and the people are called Chiss? Yeah, I think. That was weird. Maybe not. I'm going to check that. Blah. Oh my God. And I'm the deep diver. I need to know. <laughs> she gets on me because I know like who played on an alternate take of some Creed Taylor release from 1974. But There's a place that's called... Oh, it's Planet... Ch- <laughs> sorry. It's Planet Chi Salon. <laughs> I thought it was st- Planet Cheese Salon. Yeah, I thought it was Planet Cheese Salon, and I was like, "Wow, they're really into Star Wars." So he's a cheese. No. So, so what are you going with? Okay, so it, they don't just like Chiss is probably the planet, but they they have a government called the Chiss Ascendancy, and they rule over a portion of the unknown regions. Okay. And and for a long time they were thought to be like mythical, but then Thrawn showed up and was like, "Boom." <laughs> No, I want to talk about Thrawn and Star Wars. Speaking of Star Wars. Oh, boy. No, we'll get to that. That's updates. <laughs> Star Wars update. But yes, 
Mark Hamill is in a movie about Star Wars. That's how we got onto this. Yes. It's my own fault. Your own fault. I tried to do a bit and I had to hear about Thrawn for 20 minutes. Yep. Um, uh, I made you watch a trailer with me. That's also an update. Yes. Kind of news. Um, it's called Godless. It's on Netflix. It's about a frontier town that's just ruled by women. Made for Caitlin. With guns. It is great. Cowboys, guns, and ladies. Yep. And, and they're swearing. And boobs. We know we, I love boobs. High five for titties. Yep. Uh, yeah. How, what did you think about it? Oh, that was good. That looked good. Okay, cool. I'm going to need something because I've watched all the things we're talking about this week. So Okay. I didn't quite get there. We, we, don't, we don't know where each other are yet, so we didn't, we didn't have that chat yet. No, we'll, no, we'll do it on the break. Um, updates-wise, yeah, <clears throat> I said that um, there were Star Wars. It's Star Wars Rebels updates. Star Wars Rebels is awesome. Is it now back for the third? or uh, This is the final season. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it is season three. Or is it season four? Asking me like I have I any idea. I know. I'm asking the universe. Don't grab the Jordan. phone. We're not looking. This I'm up. not looking it up. It's either season three or season four. I think it's season four. Um, and it's fantastic. And Mandalorians are super cool. Sure. Okay. Um, next, Star Trek uh, Discovery. How's that going? It's gotten good, but <laughs> question. Mark. So the last episode that I watched, um, which is not. The last episode that aired, because by the time this comes out, Sunday night's episode will have aired. Um, the beginning of the episode was not great, but the like second half of the episode was great. Um, and I'm hoping that they're like moving into better territory. There was a lot. There's been a lot of setup in this show, um, and I feel like we've got like a solid cast of characters now. So maybe it'll start to get good. Um, there wasn't quite as much Klingon stuff. Um, as we know, I don't like the Klingon stuff. And unfortunately, I think I, I read a really big spoiler. Uh-oh. It wasn't a spoiler spoiler, though. It was just about the episode. I was mm. wa- I was looking at what... It's very split down the middle, whether people like <laughs> like void, um, like Discovery or not. Like, half the people love it. Is that Mary Soupy? Did that spoil it for you? I saw Mary Soupies that said something. Yes. Exactly that. Yes. And, um, and it's, there's a big thing in there and I did not clue into it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, fuck, cause I feel like it will ruin my enjoyment. And I've purposely made sure that senior correspondent has not read any of that. Cause I want him to enjoy it at least mm. if I can't, I am enjoying parts of it though. Um, and like I said, it was very, it's been very split down the middle. Even in my my own self, like half of me is like, I really like this, and the other half is like, this is terrible. It's not it's not Star Trek. Um, so yeah, there's that, and the Orville continues to be good. Click your pen. Click All right. my pen. We're gonna click it a whole bunch. How about you? Uh, updates. I am trying poorly to keep up with the fall anime season. Right. Having no small amount, amount of anxiety about my failure to do so. <laughs> um, there's just too much there's this season. Much. And I know I was complaining like the last three seasons about like, there's no good anime. But like the only ones I'm managing to keep up with week to week are, I think I'm even behind on ancient Magus bride now. Um, did we tell, did I manage to see you? Did I see you to tell you that there is an episode where that Angelica woman, like the supply, uh, the supply <gasps> chief, she shows up, she shows up. And her first thing is like, slapping Elias like what are you doing buying people and then turning to Chise like did he do anything like is this weird like <sighs> is he doing anything is this what, like are you okay he's like thank you thank you somebody for finally saying how fucking weird this is yeah they went to Iceland and met some dragons like there's been no like cool like weird stuff 
no, there's been less weird stuff because um, he hasn't been around really in the last couple episodes. And there also hasn't been much. Is, is there an antagonist? I don't know. Like, right. What, what's our goal here? What are we doing with this show? Um, but yeah, Food Wars and Kekai Sensen are the only two that I'm like really here for. Um, I'm really starting to feel that Food Wars just like it's fine. But it just looks bad. Oh, the animation looks bad to me this year. I don't know why like the character designs are just like, meh. Um, it's the moon festival. Soma has lost. He's, he's slowly been, he had such a deficit on his first day. Cause you have to be profitable at the moon festival. Right. Basically running food stalls. Yeah. And Soma being Soma decided to set up directly across from this member of the elite 10 who like is the king of Shishuan cooking. He's like that. He's like Chen Kenichi from Iron Chef. He's yeah. just like. Yeah, y'all know, y'all know yeah. I'm that deep on Iron Chef. I know yeah. him by name, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Jen Kenichi. And he makes this huge booth type of thing, and Soma decides to set up, like, right in front of him. He just gets destroyed the first day. Like, right. runs at a huge loss. Makes up a little bit more, adds something to the menu on day two. Day three, adds a little something more. Um, did you ever see his battles with that? Did you get to the point where he battled that dude who, like, mimicked people and, like, stole their knives? No. Well, somewhere in season two. I don't know if you got that far. I don't think I got that far. Um, but he like, you know, Soma obviously beat him and this guy respects him now. So he like brought him in to like help out because it's just been him and Megumi doing this the whole right. time. And the Chen Kenichi type guy, the Elite 10, has got like a whole like his research, Shishuan Research Society. He's just got like a, they keep showing like the same shot over and over. Where it's just like totally synchronized. All these dudes with bald heads just going, hop, 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 flipping right. in walks because he's got like, you know, a thousand people working for him. Right. But ultimately, what it came down to, the first day he turned a prophet and beat the society, which yeah. is what happened in the most recent episode, because Soma knows. He might not know a lot about cooking, but he's been in the industry for 10 years. Right. He's watching that line. He's been watching that line for three days. People getting tired. Yeah. People getting hungry. Yeah. Is this really worth all the wait? Do I really want to stand here? Like, I'm, I'm sore. My back hurts. Yeah. So he starts siphoning them off. Siphoning them off. You know, we're not saying their food's not good, but maybe you try ours. Yeah. You can have that right now. It's right here. No wait. Siphoning them off. It's always that one moment you wait for where the, the antagonistic guy just looks like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> catch him by surprise. Um, Kekai Sensen, I understand why people are probably thinking this season is not as good as the first season. I still love it because it makes more fucking sense. Right. Season one is celebrated for its madcapness and very... David Simon school of storytelling. Like, <laughs> boosh, figure it out. This one has had, like we actually had a flashback to before the great collapse. Ooh. Where the dome, where the two worlds like crashed into each other. Um, and then we had an episode that was just kind of about Steven, the guy who kicks with frost. And then we had a, this last episode that aired, aired yesterday was just about chain, the werewolf girl who I knew nothing about. And if you watch the first season, you will know nothing about her. <laughs> Like she's a werewolf? What? No, she just like hops along street lamps. You're like, what does she do? I don't even know what the fuck her deal is. Right. If that's your thing and you don't ever want to know about the characters, you like season one more than season two. If you would like to maybe know a little something about these characters, season you're enjoying two. you're enjoying season two. Um But the surprise one, I needed my train viewing. Okay. First of all, bless you, Netflix download option. I know, right? Because I don't know how the hell I ever took that train from Toronto to Windsor without it. But I needed something. I needed something. And I downloaded one thing, which I'll talk about. I guess I'll talk about it now. The first thing was Mind Hunter. Right. Everybody's all about Mind Hunter. <laughs> the thing everybody wants. Do you have to say it like that? That's how I choose to say it. Yeah. Because okay. okay. I've seen the book. Everybody's like, it's a real arty show. I've seen the book. 
we have the book at work. It looks like it's in like the wire rack at a grocery store <laughs> cashier, right? Like right next to the Anne Rule books, you know, I'm like mind hunter. I have to do that thing with my hands too. Um, oh, you guys, you're missing this. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do it on the Insta live, Rob. I'll make sure we save a video of me going mind hunter. <laughs> this is not helping my throat at all. Um, if you're unfamiliar, as I was, it's another one of these ones. It's just kind of like, you know, Netflix went, here it is. Yeah. Uh, it is David Fincher produce. He's not the lead producer, but he is producing on it. And he directed the first two episodes. Um, basically about the start of kind of forensic criminology. Yes. Like, I haven't taken a look at it, but I was looking at like the synopsis. I've only seen the first step um, because something else took all my time, which I'll get to in a minute. Yeah. Um, it's been okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you love all that true crime shit, the making of a murder or serial, if you love all that stuff, you will like this because it's basically about not just serial catching serial killers, but like it's real life Silence of the Lambs. Basically, this yeah. dude was based on, or the guy from Silence of the Will, Will Graham, was that his name? The first one, the guy yeah. from Red Dragon. Yeah. Before Clarice, there was a dude, and who had the first run with Hannibal Lecter, and the dude from the book Red Dragon was based on this real guy right who worked for the fbi and was trying to like more incorporate psychology and empathy into you know profiling serial killers right um and trying to understand why they do the things they did where the prevailing idea at the time was just like well they're just born that way yeah and they're, they're evil. just e- there's evil that's yeah. it the first scene you see him at a hostage negotiation and he thinks he's connecting with the dude and whatever and the guy ultimately kills himself and his to his bosses it's like well that's a win no hostages died no cops died no bystanders died just he right. died he considers that a failure. Like we don't know why we'll never know why he did this. Right. They're like, who gives a fuck? Um, so I mean, if you like that stuff, it's interesting. It did not keep my interest because I'd heard it was on Netflix. I was talking to a, talking to a friend at work about Ted Danson of all things. Right. We, we love Ted Danson on the good place. We do. Which continues to be awesome. We'll also recall. We love Ted Danson on Fargo. Yes. Ted Danson was great on he Fargo. He was great on Fargo. And then my coworker said, Oh yeah, I think that's on Netflix too. And I went, what? Oh, you did not Netflix know. Netflix is on Fargo now? Or Fargo's on Netflix? <laughs> Whatever. Same thing. Both of those things. I'd never seen season one of Fargo. Oh. Only jumped in at season two because I heard season two was so great. Y'all, season one of Fargo is so fucking good. Yeah. So good. Have yeah. you seen it? No, I just, I've heard that it's been, it was amazing. I heard that season two was like so like above and beyond, which it is. Like right. season two is ultimately the best season they did. But season one is not bad. Right. Um, I have watched the first episode of season three. Was not immediately enthralled with it. Right. We'll get to it. But like I didn't even watch. Th- I'm, I'm behind on the deuce because. Oh my gosh. Because I had to binge all of Fargo season one. This is the one with Martin Freeman yeah. and Billy Bob Thornton. And Martin Freeman plays a guy named Lester Nygaard who inadvertently. Billy Bob Thornton is your embodiment of evil in this season. Yep. Uh, as Hanzi, the native hitman or enforcer for the Gerhardt family, was in season two. Just right. the guy who thinks of nothing. He will just kill. Yep. Without much thought. That's Billy Bob. He works for assorted mobs. Lester has been bullied by a guy who bullied him in high school and inadvertently breaks his nose and ends up at a, at a hospital where Billy Bob, his character's named Lauren Malvo, he is being treated for something. He was in an auto collision. That's how they both end up in the same place. And Billy Bob also likes to let, ask people a lot of questions and just kind of fuck with them. Right. So he's asking how how Lester got his nose broke and comes to find out because Lester is basically the William H. Macy character. Yeah. Again. And Malvo's just kind of like, do you want me to kill this guy? 
And he doesn't really say anything. He doesn't say no either. Right. So Malvo just goes and kills him. And at the same time, Lester kills his wife. Right. Because he's got all this stuff swirling in his head about this guy's got him thinking that, like, he's wasted his life. And listen, he's the typical, like, and that's the only, like, criticism you can make going back to earlier shit. Like, for a large part of the show, it really is, like, that whole, it's the Skylar White syndrome, right? Like, the women are terrible and you want to root for the dude doing oh. bad things. Mm-hmm. Which was a big criticism that was lobbied at. And that probably says more about the audience than it did about the show. Right. People are like, Skylar's the worst. It's like, no, you understand Skylar's the one, like, doing the right thing, right? Yeah. You, know, you just want to root for the bad guy because you think he's more compelling. Um, Lester ultimately thwacks his wife with a hammer because she's like, they're really getting into it. You, you can't even look at me when we have sex anymore, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> Martin Freeman is so great in this, which is like, jeez, oh, like, I, yeah, nah. <laughs> that, that, that's him for like 10 episodes. <laughs> Jeez, oh, I'm just yeah, geez. Um, and he clubs her with a hammer and ultimately asks for Malvo to help him deal with this. Yeah, Malvo agrees, comes over right at the time that the guy who bullied Lester, it was a guy named Sam Hess, he's a trucker. He Malvo has murdered him. The cops are investigating that. The sheriff comes over to talk to Lester about that because he's been placed in the hospital at the same time with the dude they think did it. Right, sheriff shows up talking to Lester. Sees the body in the basement. Okay, Lester, get on the ground. Billy Bob shoots the sheriff, and now Lester's got a dead sheriff and a dead wife. Great. In his house. And what are we going to do about that? And it just goes from there. And it's so... The thing about this show, which will ultimately impact my takes on the thing we talk about after the break, it is just such a fucking writer's show. Right. Like, there are things in there that are like, why was this here? And for if you're like a writing junkie or like a character junkie, you fucking love it. But if you're just kind of like, I'm in this for the enjoyment, you're going to be like, why'd you just waste my time with that? There's a scene late in the season. uh, Bob Odenkirk plays the like one of the deputies who becomes the chief. Right. Like our lead character is Molly Salverson, who was um, Patrick Wilson's from the second season. Yeah. Daughter. Um, Patrick Wilson. Lou is now played in season one by David Carradine, Mm -hmm. who just kind of like runs a diner. What's he doing there? David Carradine? Yeah. Being awesome. That's what he's doing there. That's amazing. Shouts to that. Just the way Patrick Wilson based his voice and the way he spoke on the like template set by David Carradine. Yeah. Was fit. Wait, not the Kung Fu one. No, I know. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I can't keep him straight. Keith Carradine was Kung Fu. I think David Carradine was other actor. Oh, are you sure? The one who wasn't Kane in Kung Fu. Yeah. Cause he's unfortunately passed away. Has he? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. That's oh, really sad. Poor little up for. Poor little Alfred came from Kung Fu. He was also Kill Bill. I mean, he was Bill. He was Bill and Kill Bill, yes. Not that one. His yes. brother or cousin or whatever. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. Um, but just the way Patrick Wilson based the way Lou spoke on, like, they sound identical. Like That's the second, awesome. The second you hear David Carradine as Lou Salverson, yeah. it's like, oh my God, he sounds just like Patrick Wilson as Lou Salverson. Anyway. But there's a scene late in the season where... I don't remember what has gone bad, but it's just like Molly in the office and thinking about things that have transpired. And Bob Odenkirk comes in with this, with this African dude, yeah. this younger African dude. And it immediately goes into this story about how the Bob Odenkirk character and his wife had like tried to adopt an African kid. Yeah. But he got lost in the airport and detained and got his papers taken away. And I think spend like 10 minutes on this scene that has no relevance to anything right. that happens before or after. Right. What well, they just spent 10 minutes with it. 
And I'm like, yes, yes. Take your weird, take your weird sidebar. You never see the African kid again. Right. Right. He just comes. They come in. They talk to Molly. Bob Odenkirk is acting his ass off in this. Colin Hanks will thank his agent for the rest of his life. Yeah. For this role. Like who took Colin Hanks seriously as an actor before this? Which is so sad. It is sad. He's, he's, not... he's really good in it. Yeah. And then I like binged the end of season two again because I forgot how it ended. And we'd watched, I'd watched the front half yeah. when I gave it to you. And I went back and watched and there's a fucking scene where like, so Molly's mom, Ted Danson plays Molly's grandfather and Molly's mom has leukemia yeah. and she's not feeling too good. They have her on a, on a trial drug and she needs to go lie down. And it's just this toss off line dancing gives where he's just like, oh, you know, well, we'll be fine. Don't worry about us. We'll just be eating sugar cereals and playing with my service weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking great like it's a show that makes you angry if you've ever tried to write words in your life you watch the show and you're just like i'm so angry right now and how fucking good you are at this um so yeah fargo's on netflix y'all if you haven't watched it go watch it get through get through those first two seasons you will just i feel like we should just do a netflix rundown each week we really do we just need to do like hey here's what's there now that you should definitely we've talked about yeah. And you can now watch easily or be, you all need to get on. Uh, so yeah, that was really, that was really it. I was out gallivanting, didn't have time to watch much else. And yeah, it was just Fergo, Fergo, Fergo. <laughs> okay then. Well, that's awesome. Look at us with all our updates. Awesome. Awesome. Got a little wokeness in there. Awesome. A little self-reflection. Yeah. Some updates. This has been good. When we come back, we're talking about the only thing any of y'all care about this weekend. It's Halloween. Halloween. Only one thing we can talk about. Stranger Things. We'll talk about that when we come back from this break. Welcome back to the show. Yeah. This is the half of the show where we talk about usually the things we brought each other, but we didn't do that this week. Nope. We just brought, well, no, Netflix brought us Stranger Things, and we were like, thanks, Netflix. Netflix, We're going to watch it now. Thanks, Nerdflurks. Uh, Nerdflurks. Um, it is season two of Stranger Things, yep. which has been hotly anticipated. Hotly. Hotly. Not just by us, but by- The world. The world. Let's be honest. Um, however, we did stick to our three rules, which yes. the first one is the rule of three. Yep. We will watch at least three episodes. We did watch at least three did, episodes. We did that. Yep. Um, our second rule being hashtags out for the pod, which is we will not talk about the things before we sit down in front of these microphones. Didn't even really have time. No. Thing dropped on it's Friday. It's been busy. It's been busy and we've been watching and I've had a wedding to go to. So yeah, not even time. And then of course the third rule, which isn't really a rule. It's a policy. Um, there will be spoilers. Most relevant to y'all. Yes. Some of y'all are like, listen, it dropped on Thursday, I think. Yeah. Um, and I watched a few, a couple on Friday. No, I think it dropped on Friday. Right. It was Friday night at work yeah. that we were having this discussion. And one of the new seasonal hires in her never forget barb shirt <laughs> that she wore to work that night. Oh my gosh, that's um, great. Was like... The second somebody walked in, like a, like one of the morning taskers walked in, yeah. <laughs> new, you know, another seasonal, yeah. was trying to make friends, find conversation, and was like, anybody watch any of Stranger Things? <laughs> this other girl was like, we're not talking about it! <laughs> oh, uh, she hadn't had a chance to watch anything. Some of y'all are savage with your spoilers about yeah. this one. Now, I have seen it all. 
Yes. Caitlin has seen the first four. I believe so, yeah. As per our policy, we're only going to talk specifics about the first three. Yes. Which I don't know if you've seen a trailer, if the first three episodes are really giving a lot away. But be that as it may, some of y'all are savage about not wanting anything known about this. So you know what you're going to go do? You're going to leave. You're going to go to Doomies. <laughs> we'll meet you at Doomies. We'll meet you at Doomies. Order us a big D. Um, get a cookie pie um, or garlic fries or whatever. And just chill out. Love your life. Bring a book. Maybe bring your phone so you can watch Stranger Things. I, I don't know. Just get out of here. Head down to the selfie room by the bathrooms. Take yeah. some selfies. Take post some them selfies. on Insta. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to watch Stranger Things, avoid this podcast. Absolutely. 100%. Because it's very rare that we're on something that's so topical yeah usually we're like pulling stuff from the past we're actually part of the cultural narrative this week so (gasps) so exciting isn't it well i feel so shiny and new (laughs) (laughs) me too (coughs) you did it to yourself yep i mean if you don't know what stranger things is at this point like kate said it's the second season of the show the netflix original that just exploded onto the cultural consciousness and last year from the duffer brothers and does uh 80s nostalgia better than ready player one it does a lot of things better than ready player one and does a lot of things better than a lot of things man we're gonna just savage that thing when it comes out but anyway yes it was the homage to spielberg and early spielberg and early stephen king and vhs core yeah and that sort of aesthetic i got the perfect voice for it today (laughs) Totally getting my Caramonica on today. Still sound better than him. So that show, season one, lauded, celebrated. Yes. All over the place. Season two, all but guaranteed. Finally here, a year and change later. Yeah. Actually dropped in the summer last year. It was an August Watcharama show. I thought that's, I actually said that this morning to someone. I was like, I think it was an August Watcharama, but. It was. That seems weird. Does seem weird. So they, they held off, dropped it in the fall, made more sense. Season two takes place around. Halloween. The Halloween season. Did season one as well? I actually don't recall. I think it was a little later. Had a very autumnal feel. Either either way, and this picks up a year after the events of season one. Mm -hmm. At the conclusion of season one, Eleven had vanished. Yep, defeating the Demigorgon. Yep, Will Byers was was back. Yeah, back with his family. Crazy Joyce. Crazy Joyce. Oh, Winona, and uh, his brother Jonathan. Everyone was all happy, and then at the end. Will kind of went to the bathroom after dinner and horked something up into the sink. Yep. Season two, find out what it was. Well, what's really and some other things. interesting about season two is it doesn't let threads drop. Like it really manages to, and there's a lot of threads, mm. it really manages to like pick them up and start braiding them again into some giant, long, Rapunzel-like story. So basically what we have now is Will is still having episodes yes. flashbacks of what, sorts he's he's going refresh my memory is the upside down the place 11 goes where it's all black and lit weird where she finds people or is the upside down just the flip side world where everything's got gunk all over it i think it's mixed up okay um i don't think they call where 11 goes the upside down okay i think that's like she's in between worlds mm. kind of um i think the upside down is the is the world that um, that he's in for all of last. Yeah, it might just be like it might just be like the Jean Grey like entering people's heads type of thing. Yeah. Um, however, you're going to say that he's having these flat like going, mm. but other people are telling them that it's PTSD. Yes. Um, 
apparently the Hawkins lab is still there. Yeah. Everything is cool. It's now being run by different people. By the always wonderful to see Paul Reiser. Yeah. Um, he's now the head dude in charge. He's been treating Will. And yes, um, there's a medical team that's a trying to treat him and also trying to glean data from him while simultaneously get whatever information they can out of this, you know, incursion that's under the lab that we saw in the first season. And, uh, yeah, they're basically saying, and they legitimately believe that it's post-traumatic stress. Yes. Um, which is an interesting conversation. Because post-traumatic stress is very important to our world now. And I don't remember which episode it is, but I mean, there is a tossed-off comment at one point where it's like they're looking at brain scans. And it's like, this and this is the brain scan we took on this day that falls in line with post-traumatic stress. And right. It's like, and here's the brain scan we took an hour ago. Yeah. It's totally different. So when Will has these little episodes and he goes to the Upside Down, he sees a giant smoke monster. Cloud. Arachnid-looking, faceless yeah. arachnid-looking thing kind of off in the distance with the red lightning and all that. And, uh, the problem with binging, right? Like I watched it all so fast. I almost don't want to talk because I'm going like, to don't know where I'm going to, I don't remember when things happen. So I'm kind of leaving finer details of the first three episodes to you. Cause yes. well, um, there is all the things you love. Um, nerds being nerds. I was gonna, yeah. Maybe just hot take first. Yeah. So how are you enjoying it? Love it. Absolutely. Love it. I love it. How about you? Bored. Really? I was so bored. Really? And now I'm saying this <clears throat> now as someone who has seen all of it. If I was just talking about the three episodes, yeah. I would be savaging this thing. But oh. I've seen it all. Right. So I can say it gets better. See, I. And I was happy with it when it, when it ended. I'm loving it. Right. I'm like, because I really want to know what happens next. Right. I'm like really like, okay, so what is this and what's this doing and what's the relationship here and that. There are only a couple things I did not like. First one, we don't care how Eleven – like you didn't have to go into like flashbacks. Oh, all the flashbacks about, about her in the woods type of yeah, shit? Yeah. Like we can figure it out. They really didn't – I feel like that was totally filler. I think that show does this a lot where like – it like over explains things. Yes. Okay. And we'll follow up later when you finish it, but All there's right. definitely a moment regarding, and this is a larger conversation. Cause I don't know if this happens as much in the first three episodes, but, but it definitely happens where like the gang is split. Oh, like everybody's got to kind of got Mike, not a lot to do this season. Oh, and there are some interesting pairings right. that result from that, that I greatly enjoyed. Uh huh. Um, so you've seen 11 and Hopper. Love yes. that. Yeah. Love 11 and Hopper. I don't even want to say the other one that okay. I loved because right. when it happens, you'll be like, this is amazing. Okay. Um, <laughs> I alluded to it on Twitter, but I, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't even know. There you go. Basically saying if, if you can pull off this costume that I mentioned on Twitter, you've in, in that amount of time, cause yeah. this thing just dropped. If you can pull that off, you want Halloween. Like, right. I will give it to you. Um, yeah, so you get some interesting. Yeah, so Jonathan and Nancy go off and do their thing. Yeah, but they're off running, and that's similar to season one as well, where there were. I went back and listened to our episode on the first season because I was like, "What right. did I think of that season?" <laughs> My take is basically the same. Like, it's fine, but let's not shit ourselves. This isn't like a national holiday that we all have to pause for just because Stranger Things is back. And yeah. again, I'm coming off the high of like Fargo, which is a superior show, weird and just impeccably written. So there's, yeah, this, you get even more eleven origininess later on that a is really kind of fast forwarded right as far as how she gets there yeah and then 
there's a thing where like, you know, piecing together what some words mean and they really like, I'm just jabbing you right now. It's like, are you getting this? Are you getting what yeah. these words mean? Uh, oh, I'm going to have a bruise. And you're like, a sperm yeah, jab. It's like, yeah, no, I, I got it the first time. Right. Duffer brothers. You didn't need to really, which makes me wonder also, because I've had friends who have been like, oh, you were worried that it, in season one, when I went back and listened to that episode, that it would be too scary. I don't get a lot of scares out of this show anymore. Um, I still don't like things bursting out of things. Mm. Like, that's what freaks me out. And the music, the heightened, like fear music i know i know how they make it right they use a special instrument and makes it freak out i hate it um, booty, booty, booty. um so i i still don't like that part and there were actually parts i did skip over because i was like oh god like you you know what's coming mm. but you're like i don't want to um i don't like jumping out of my skin i think it's awful it makes me sick um <laughs> there were things that i wish that they would I could know more about. So at the very, very beginning, the first episode, the first couple scenes are people running from the law from New York. They're in New York or something. So there's a car chase and there seems to be some young people. And then we've got a, an 11, (laughs) but she's number, she's She's an eight. eight. And I don't, you'll get that. I, I figured as much, and I and I kind of see it coming. I I kind of see something coming. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I I'm kind of figured out maybe what's happening, or what will happen in the episodes coming up. Um, but that was super cool. I I kind of wish they'd pick that up. I'm like I said, I'm episode four, and I still haven't got anything from that. And I wish they had picked that up more or done something else with that. Um, but that's okay. That was good. I like the new characters they introduced um i don't know you don't seem to be as happy they're fine um max is fine i have no problems with max yeah but and i understand why you know these she especially was brought in to add a little v to the p party that yeah the show is and she's a cool character which also makes me wonder again i don't know what this show is rated anymore right like demographically like it almost feels like they're pitching it to kids a little more maybe which is totally possible and yeah. fine. Um, her addition definitely felt like when Mr. Drummond adopted that kid on Different Strokes because <laughs> Gary Coleman wasn't cute anymore and they need to bring some cuteness to Different Strokes. I did not watch that I'm show. I'm really just showing my 80s sitcom yeah. bona fides right mm-hmm. now. Um, but that's what it felt like. It's like, remember them kids? Here's another one. And yeah. her brother is totally like, and I understand he's clearly like, when it's an homage, it's not supposed to be the best written character in the world. Like yeah. he's obviously dickish 80s teen antagonist number seven right like he came straight from ski school to yeah to this (laughs) to this show that's his job that's what he's supposed to do and the actor portraying him is doing it very well and his weird mustache and his weird hair i don't know how (laughs) he's making that happen he looks like store brand zach efron there was a lot of discussion at work about who this guy is because some people thought he looked like zach efron (laughs) some people thought he looked like actually rob Loback from the Right. Brought in a time machine. Uh Um, But again, listen, it's not supposed to be like super awesome characterization. And the show is capable of that. I think that's what frustrates me sometimes. There will be some scenes with Hopper and Eleven. Or or scenes with um, Eleven and people she meets later on that like, okay, you're capable of this, but it's like you don't want to do it too much. Right. Because then you're going to lose the pulpy thrills that you think people are coming to this show for. Right. Which, and like. That's me saying that's why I was bored in the first three episodes because it's like 
chop chop. Let's get Winona, going. Winona's not at eleven yet, and I'm not I'm not here until Winona's at eleven. Oh, she get there. Though I really love I was really concerned at first though. I know that people some I could see even myself, I was like torn because part of me was like, uh, not this again, but part of me was like, I love this. And she like just moves all the furniture and does something crazy or like nervously gets supplies from a thing and then builds a thing. Like I just love those. And Winona's not running at eleven. It's not stranger things. Like yeah. you need Winona bug eyed getting for getting crazy. That's why we're here. Doing crafts. Like <laughs> <laughs> Making out with Samwise Gamgee. Yeah. Which, Another new character. Yeah, which I also love. Bob, Bob the Brain. Yeah. Joyce's new new paramour yeah. on the scene. So, I mean, and there's a there's also a lot. Like, the kids are all still awesome. Yes. Um, Mike doesn't have a lot to do except pout. Yeah, which is fine. That Kids do that. He misses 11, and every time new girl comes around, he's like, meh. Yeah. Um, it's like you're only, it's the only thing Mike has to do. Yeah, I'm even so you watched up to episode four. Yeah. Is that where he stands up for himself? What happens in episode four? I don't know. I watched them so close together. Don't that, uh, don't binge, kids. <laughs> the don't problem do with it. binging. It's just like blah into my gullet and um, you don't remember anything. Does he stand up for himself against whom? The smoke monster. Oh yes, it uh yes, I think that is episode okay. four. So you get that all I wanted to know was that Caitlin had seen that. It really yes. doesn't matter the episode. So there's a point where So maybe I got to episode five. Maybe not, because I think episode five was the real, I don't even remember, but it was the oh. real turning point for me. Basically, what is our crux and conflict for the season? Will keeps seeing this giant smoke monster type thing. Yeah. Uh, in the Upside Down. He's always running from it. Well-intentioned Samwise Gamgee. Yeah. His name is Sean Astin. I know his name. Uh, but we like Samwise better. <laughs> he play, he's playing Bob, the, the aspiring stepdad. Yeah. Gives Will a ride to school. Will's had these weird kind of moments, episodes. He's offering him some some well-intentioned advice about, yes. like, standing up for yourself, mm-hmm. which Will then does while he's fleeing this giant arachnid smoke monster mm-hmm. in the Upside Down and stops and tries to tell this thing, you know, go away, leave me alone type of thing. Yeah. And the thing just, like, burrows itself inside of him. Yeah. Basically. Good times. Fun, fun. And that is your crux of the season, basically. Yeah. At that point is... What this thing is, and what this it wants. Poor fucking kid. What, Will Byers cannot catch a fucking break. No, and that's the thing, and that's really why Mike doesn't have a lot to do. Yeah. in this season, he's either a pining or for eleven, or like with Joyce and Bob over Will, going like, "What's wrong with Will?" Because it's the Will show. Like, yeah, it's what's wrong with Will. Yeah, first season was where is Will? Now it's like what's wrong with Will? Yeah, but though I do like the fact that they there are repercussions. Right, there are repercussions for Barb going missing. Like they don't just forget about Barb. I did, I did read a review that said they felt that was like a stretch or like a sort of fan service thing, like trying to. I don't think so. I think that... pander to like the fan base for Barb, who like you know the hashtag justice for Barb thing that was happening because people were they didn't expect people to like latch on right. to Barb as much as they did. Um, I don't I don't agree with that. I'm just saying it's a oh. it's a criticism I saw thrown out there, and some people felt that. Some of these plot threads that people went down, like yeah. the gang gets split. Jonathan and Nancy go off and do their own thing, which yeah. is basically about trying to bring down the Hawkins lab yeah. and get justice for Barb. Lucas and Max have their own thing and Dustin has his own thing. Yes. Um, those kind of like, do you know Dustin's thing? Yet? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I can't remember when anything oh happens. Oh my gosh, that happened like so early on. That's the B plot in the show yeah. is Dustin finds 
they slug type thing. But it's not a you don't know because it's it's your and, and that's your then again spot the homage right that there's yeah. your, there's your ET finding a thing for, being a child and finding a thing from somewhere else. Yes. And trying to understand it and take care of it type of thing. Yeah. It's stranger things so with disastrous results but Oh yeah. And I love how you I didn't people probably are much smarter and cleverer than I am. I didn't realize it until there was a scene. It involves a cat. Okay. See, so again, I don't know when these things happen, so I don't want to say anything. That wasn't, that was in episode three. It was, it was later than that. Spoilers, but, y'all. It's a Demogorgon. Yeah. And, and you don't, I didn't know until it had grown, I guess. Mm. I didn't realize. I suspected, but I didn't know. I didn't. And now it all clicks and I'm like, of course. And it even has the thing, the same mouth. And I didn't realize mm. though, cause I guess it looked quite a bit different. Um, and which I thought was clever, because um, if you're not paying like specifically close attention, you're like, "Oh my god, ah, what have you done, Dustin? You're an idiot." I did feel that there was some suspension of disbelief involved for how stupid Dustin is regarding. But he's just that. really excited. I know he's just excited. He's and a dumb it, kid, and, and it is really cute at the beginning, <laughs> and like, see, and like understands him. Did he call somebody? Did you get to a point where he called somebody to help? No. Okay. No. Because that's the second pairing that I'm like, okay. ship it, hands up. <laughs> Dustin's got his plot yeah. with the baby Demogorgon. Yeah. Um, Lucas kind of has the Max plot. We're just like, yeah. he's sweet on her or gaining her trust type of thing. And her brother's weird and probably racist, even though he never drops N-bombs or anything. But Yeah. Well, he tells her to stay away from those type of people. Those type of people. Um, and also, um, he's pretty violent towards her. Yes. I'm almost wondering if there was like, I don't know about what happens later on, but I almost wonder if there was like something with like assault or sexual assault or something. Not sexual assault, but okay. I mean, yeah, there's there's some stuff revealed there. Um, you have Eleven off doing her Eleven thing for 80% of the season. Right. And some of it does feel like treading water. They did have a higher episode count this year. Right. Last year was eight episodes. Except this year was nine. Yep. They do try to nod to a third, not as compellingly as they did in the first season, I right. don't think. Um, but they do try to set that up. And listen, I went back and listened to what we thought of what I thought of the show the first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm still kind of of the same mindset. Like, it's fun. This is what I said about season one. It's fun. I'm not going to knock the show for being fun. Yeah. Let's not shit ourselves. Um, what did I say? Did I love it? You loved it. You gave it a nine. I want to give it a nine again. <laughs> Stranger Things too. Yeah. Everything you thought about the first season, you're probably going to think about the second season. <laughs> That's great. I like that tagline. Um, I Here's just, to consistency. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's tons of fun. I want to know desperately what happens next episode. For for me, that's that's good. That is a good thing. I do think it works. Yeah. It, it we mentioned this last year um about season 1 that just like season 1 was kind of doled out like it was an 8-hour movie. Yeah. It didn't really play in the like and this may have been something Netflix kind of like nudged him about, which is probably what the higher episode account was mm. as well. Netflix like, "Hey, give us some more of this." And part of that as well was like, e, juke the uh, cliffhangers a little bit. Right. Make it a little more addictive, a little more bingeable, because I did feel more of that this season than I'm I pretty did the sure. No, I don't know. I binged. I remember binging the first season. I'm not saying people didn't binge it. They obviously did. But just the. The first season I didn't feel was like as cliffhanger. You still, I still watched it all because I liked the characters and I yeah. liked the world they built and I wanted to spend time there. But I didn't really have a lot of like, oh my god, I have to see what happens next. Right. Um, Me, that voice. 
The voice you just did. Oh, oh my god, that that's me. That, that is you. Yeah, I, as soon as I get on the train after we um, have our D day, I am going to watch Stranger Things. Oh my god! Oh my god! god. Um, I do think, and this definitely led to part of why I was bored mm-hmm. in the first third. Is we're all in on it at this point, right? Like this thing dropped out of nowhere last year, like a grenade. Nobody knew what it was. Yeah, it just went blah. 80 Spielberg, Stephen King homage from the fucking fonts to the music to the everything else. They definitely got some of that Black Mirror San Junipero uh, music clearance <laughs> money this year. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of legit soundtrack choices. Yep. On here, definitely heard briefly Detroit's The Romantics. I hear you talking in your sleep. Ooh. One of my favorite jams. That's actually the last song I heard before I left last week. So I was oh. like, ooh, The Romantics. Um, but last year, we didn't know what we were getting. Right. We all know what we're getting this year. Yeah. So there is a bit of a, like, but the shine is off the diamond a little bit to That's me what happens that. with sophomore know, it's seasons a- and albums and books, right? You know what you're getting. You expect brilliance. Maybe you don't get it totally because you forgive a whole bunch of faults in the first mm. season because it's so shocking and a revelation and interesting. But for me, I'm like... Fun all my, TV, all, that's awesome! All my friends are back. And science fiction and D&D and, like, yeah, more ladies. <laughs> more ladies. More ladies. Get more Vs in the pee party. Yeah. Um, and, like, girls don't play video games, Jordan. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way she's got the high score on Dig Dug. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I hold to what I said last year. If, I mean, if you like season one, you're going to like season yeah. two. Oh, also, I'm sorry. Just Dustin doing the look at these. Look at this. He's got his teeth fixed. <laughs> look at these. What What does he say? Porcelain. I don't even remember if it's called pearlies he, or something. Yeah. I, and I can't do it. And he, yeah, I can't do it either. And he does the, the, the Just that terrible, texty, like, t- sexy, like, growl <laughs> the, the, with the, the tongue. Purr. The purr. The lion purr. And I'm like, oh, Dustin, you're so cute. I want to talk about his pairing so bad. We'll talk about it after. It's the best. We'll talk um, about it after. But the characters are still the character. I mean, like I said before, shouts for consistency, right? Like, oh, God, oh, don't hit me. And uh. I'm glad that when they're all dressed up as the Ghostbusters and he was like, wait, we well, are. Why do I have to be Winston? Yeah. yeah and he's like, uh, Winston's cool. He's like, no, he's not. If you think Winston's cool, then you can be Winston. And he was like, well, I can't. And he's like, why? And he was like, well, because I can't. He's like, because you're not black. Is that why? And I was like, good for you. I'm glad you brought that up. I did like, I did, and I did like him having more to do yes. this this season. I really feel like he didn't have a lot to do last season. Yeah. And maybe they got a little like, eh, jab about that. Yeah. Because um, you really do kind of swap out because they're separated for yeah. so long, much of the season. I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, 11 going to come back and they're all going to see her. Yay. Yay. Um, but because she ain't around for so much of the season, Mike doesn't have a lot to do. Yeah. And that like burgeoning young romance thing falls to Lucas and Max. Yeah. Which I enjoy more because it means, you know, if you're trading Mike for, for Lucas. Oh, yeah. That's cool with me. And Lucas gets a lot. You see his family. I and I think, love his little sister. I don't, even know if, I don't even know if Lucas had a family in season one. Did yeah. we even see his parents? No, like, I don't. But yeah. we did, I, you didn't see Dustin's mom either. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. And... You only saw Wills and... Uh... Muse. Rip Muse. <laughs> Muse is the barb of the season. Um, oh, sorry. But his sister, I love her. You're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, there's a scene where she makes, she makes He-Man marry Barbie later. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I mean, that's the ultimate takeaway. If you liked it last year, you're going to like it this year. Yeah. Like, and if you were meh, you're probably still going to be meh. Yeah. Me being borderline meh in as much as I'm always just like, it's fine. Yeah. Let's not shit ourselves. I probably take season one over season two just for the newness factor and like, we right. are flying without a net. We don't know what we're doing here. Right. Season two, you go into it and it's like, I know what I'm getting. Keep feeding me that. Yeah. Apparently it's boring. I was bored in the first three episodes. I thought it was great. It's a lot of just hangouts and a lot of like situating 11. Yeah. Like, I want to hang out with them forever. <laughs> I'm like, put the smoke thing in the kid. <laughs> Let's start getting some fucking seizures going here. Let's go. Let's go. Break out the seizures. <laughs> anyway, uh, kick punches. What did I give it last year? An eight? I don't know. I think I gave it an eight last year. Uh, I gave it a 7.5 for the, for the sophomore slump. Nine. Nine for Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin loves everything. <laughs> Lots of things. All right. Have we earned a big D? We've earned a big D and a cookie pie. And a cookie pie. Well, we're going to go take care of that. Yes. I'm going to put the D in me. It's going to be great. <laughs> Unfortunately, you may never get to hear Caitlin say that again after <laughs> after this unless we make it a regular outing. No. We'll probably talk about the D next time. <laughs> the, day, the day we got the D put in us? Yeah. And then we'll probably fade it into the background. But it'll come back. Probably. Like, <laughs> like a upside down smoke monster. Yeah. Remember when we got the D put in us? We're going to do it again, fam. <laughs> If you want constant updates about the Big D and its progression through us, don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, I'm on a lot of I'm on a lot of no- lozenges right now, friends. There are a few ways you can do that: Twitter at GeekDownPod, Instagram at GeekDownPod, email GeekDownPod at gmail dot com, or on our Facebook group, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. If you would like to ensure we can always afford all the Big Ds we you need could ever want. Need, can, not want, need. Caitlin need. <laughs> has officially positioned the big D on Maslow's hierarchy. I haven't even tried it yet. I just love yeah, saying I, putting I really the D ho- in me. I really hope this lives up to the expectations I put on it. Uh, tr- true in life as in food. <laughs> Boom! Boom. <laughs> if you would like to support this type of content, you can learn all about how you can do that at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Show notes, updates, corrections, the Geek Down playlist, bonus, bonus episodes, episodes, which I feel like we'll be due for again before we know it. All that stuff you can find on the Patreon page. And if you would like to give us a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, up to twenty five dollars, all of that would make us happy. We would be forever grateful. Even if it's just a dollar, especially if it's just a dollar. Yeah. It just means that you care and that you want to give us a dollar. And also, again, the Misha amount. Of $3, which we didn't even know was possible. Demisha, which we didn't even know he could do, and is now bears his name forever. Yeah. <laughs> did you see Did you see where I put that? No. So the the gimmick is I put Sailor Moon pictures yes, for all the yeah, tears. Yeah, yeah the Misha is, is, is Usagi going, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just search confused Usagi and got that one. Uh, anyway, yeah, you can give us $3 too. So we'll figure out what you're going to get for that, but we'll get you something. You learn all about that at the Patreon page. Any financial contribution you want to make to this program is always appreciated. Very much so. So we're going to go empty our colons and get the hell out of here and fill them with all the soy-based imitation meat product we can. Damn right. Goddamn right we are. So until next time, friends, I'm getting a big D. My name's Jordan Ferguson. I'm getting a big D, and my name is Caitlin McKinnon. Theme song's by Rob Gasser. He can get a big D if he wants to. And we'll be back here next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. See you next week.
High fives for titties. Yep. Always. Always. <laughs> always. Nothing in this world is more deserving of a high five. Nope. Than titties. Nope.